I'm Dustin Zahn, and this is Trainwrecks. How's it going, everybody? As always, thanks for tuning in. Um, by now, you know the drill. Subscribe on iTunes, leave reviews, share the posts, basically whatever you can do to spread the word. And speaking of spreading words, I got a bunch of stuff I need to plug. So sit tight for a minute, uh, listen up, and maybe there's something you'd be interested in. Uh, 20 years, that's how long I've been cracking away at this stuff for two decades now. And I think I'm going to go deep into that on another podcast. But for now, uh, you know what else has been around for 20 years? Intellifunk Minneapolis. It's a promotion company started by Centrific in 98. And uh, I partnered up with them about five years later. Over the course of 20 years, uh, Intellifunk has done countless raves, uh, club nights, festival stages, and more. Um, the list of guests that we've had is pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. Granted, I'm biased. Uh, but you're probably wondering, why am I bringing this up? Well, we're doing another party. That's right. Um, Steve Centrific, he's done a bunch of stuff since then, but I actually haven't teamed up with him to do something really proper and since until, uh, I think it was five years ago. We had Heiko Lauchs and uh, myself, among others, playing in Minneapolis, and that got extremely out of hand. Uh, this time around, it's the 20-year anniversary. Saturday, April 28th in Minneapolis, we're going all night. If you're from out of town, this one's going to be worth coming in for. I have more details for you in the next couple podcasts. Otherwise, check out my social accounts because I'll probably throw something up there relatively soon. Uh, it's going to be a great lineup, uh, and it's going to be super messy too. So let us know. And if you're coming in, I think we can get rates on hotel rooms or, or something like that, or you should crash with a friend. Releases. There's a lot of them. Uh, I got a lot going on this year. It's kind of a celebration of 20 years, like I mentioned. So I'm just going to be popping out releases left and right, uh, as long as the distributors keep up their end of the bargain. Uh, but right now, Mike Gervais' system remixes from Ben Sims, myself, and Drum Cell. Those are out right now on system recordings, records, one of those two. Uh, that came out last week. Check that shit out. I'm really bad with describing music. Coming up March 6th, Politics of Seduction on Devious One's Mistress label. Uh, for those of you who checked out his Fabric CD, that's the track that I contributed to the compilation, and uh, that will include music from, from the rest of the compilation as well. So uh, check that out if you're a fan. A week later, March 13th, myself and Joel Mall are back together again for a new record. It's called Way of the Wild on, on uh, his fiance's label, Parable. And uh, that one's on a much deeper and slower tip, very atmospheric, and uh, put a lot of time into that record. So uh, check that one out also. Lastly for now, Take the Throne. That's my new one coming out on Records. First time I've been on the label since Stranger to Stability. Uh, I think it's been nine years now. So that's going to be out this spring. You got four tracks from myself. And that's a little bit more on the clubbier side. There's not like this artistic, introverted type techno shit. It's just full on big dumb party jams. Uh, check it out. Don't have a date free on that one yet. Anyway, 
This is just a small fraction of what we got planned for this year, and any support for these projects is greatly appreciated. <sighs> all right, thanks for sitting through all that. This week's guests are the duo best known as Kazigrain. Uh, for my money, they're some of the most consistent producers in contemporary techno at the moment. Uh, Dark and Mechanical could describe most techno today, yet somehow their tracks stand out above the rest. Uh, They often journey into more of an experimental palette, yet they still follow the fun compass, which gives each track a slight party vibe. Uh, if If you're playing a lot of techno today, the odds are you probably have some of their tracks. And as you'll find out in the podcast, they both have their own solo projects better known as Magna Pia and Rue. Um, yeah, just tune in for the rest of the podcast and you'll get info on that. Uh, the two met as participants at the Red Bull Music Academy around 8 to 10 years ago, and uh, they're living in Berlin now. And as you'll find out, I had some technical trouble with this podcast, but we managed to make it happen. In short, things got a little out of hand, uh, so it kind of turned into a drunk cast, and uh, I hope you dig it. I've spoken long enough. Enjoy. Well, I feel like the world's biggest asshole. This is actually <laughs> the remix of the interview. I started with the guys and I was recording the wrong input. So uh, we did a good solid hour and we only had Hussein's voice. Hey, so. Dustin. How you doing tonight? In a few minutes, I'll be better. <laughs> anyway, I'm here with Kazakh Green. We're going to pretend that we haven't done this before. Let's go ahead and... <laughs> this is really happening. Introduce ourselves here. Are you recording correctly now? Uh, yeah, man. I got you... your voice. I'm right. looking at the waveform. Okay. Shit is happening. All right. All right. I swear so... it's usually professional here. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my name is Hussein Evergen. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex Cerritos. Right on. Hey. Together you guys are Kazakhrane. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I promise you it's not going to be awkward. <laughs> um, first of all, you guys have been around since... Two- the first record was 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Do we even want to do it this way? <laughs> um, yeah, first record was uh, first record was 2010. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah, but as uh, I magically know for some reason, you guys met at the Red Bull Music Academy. You magically know for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in 2008 in um, in Barcelona. Right on, and um, I mean. So since then, you guys have gone on to become a duo, but was that where you guys sort of, was it there we decided like we're really going to make stuff happen or you just kind of click and you're like, hey, we both kind of like the same shit. We were kind of the two of the very few people that were actually into techno, I think. We kind of drifted towards each other. Basically, it was kind of four or five people out of 30 that were involved in techno stuff, right? Yeah, the others were more in the DJing, basically. No, I mean, also. there was a few DJs, yeah. but there was it a, a lot DJ of dubstepy, dubstepy soul yeah. stuff. Yeah. That was the main thing, yeah. That's the thing, because on, on the first take, we had, a, we had a good little moment where we were talking about like how awesome that era was with the like UK breakbeat-y Martin-type 
yeah. vibes that was going on. Yeah. And I guess that was kind of the the main focus at RMBA out there, right? The main focus of? Well, that was kind of like what was really kind of the, yeah. Yeah, it seemed to be at the time, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but you you said that like there's a lot of DJing going on. I thought it was mostly just focused on production. Or did they do DJing stuff too? There were a few people who were just DJs, but not so many, basically. Like we had 30 people in in our time, in our period. And maybe two or three of them were only DJs. Yeah, yeah, I had a complete yeah. mixture of vocalists, you know, musicians of all kinds, DJs only, producers, all sorts of stuff. Right on. And, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because, like I said last time... <laughs> Still laughing because of the... <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm never we'll, going to we'll, we'll get over this <laughs> We'll get over this soon, yeah. But, yeah. The um, giggling will stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so you, I didn't know anything about RMBA. Like, can you explain briefly what it comes down to over the course of two weeks? Like, what's going on? What kind of schedule to expect? That kind of thing. Um, yeah, we have two weeks in a hotel, wake up in the morning, go to the RBMA studios, which was a big, what was it? A big cotton factory. Cotton factory, yeah. Yeah. And this they, is what we called our first track, Cotton. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Really imaginative there. Yeah, we couldn't. We had to come out. <laughs> yeah, you know, and come um, out with, a, with a title. They basically refurbished this whole thing, created a bunch of studios. It was pretty amazing. And then we'd have, what's it? We'd have like buffet breakfast, lunch, dinner, every day, three times, different stuff. And I think also what I didn't mention, it was like the first time, I think, for both of us that we had this kind of experience of being flown out somewhere. Like a comfort. It, of yeah. Like a, a luxury, yeah, let's yeah. say. We felt, I was like, oh, wow. I'm so lucky <laughs> to be here. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great there experience. Was, there was one thing. They never had eggs for breakfast. Uh, fuck. This was I'm never going to RBMA. Like, fuck that. Fuck. Like, I remember like James. I gotta have eggs every morning. Like, I need eggs now. It's been ten days. I, I need even eggs. Remember. Like, yeah. Are there vegans out there, or what's the deal? No, no, it was that was old. before the time of veganism. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was pre-Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> like we had to have a rabbit or something. It was my first time a eating rabbit? a rabbit. Like for breakfast. No, for dinner. It was for dinner, and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the but rabbit. I mean, I, you know, having what was it, three meals catered per day, stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, they were like cooking there all the time, basically. So that's um, that's awesome. Oh, they had a at full any on team, grade, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, I just that that kind of experience for me. If someone said today, despite you know, I've put out some records i've been around the world or whatever but they're like hey you want to go somewhere for two weeks and just hang out with people make music and get fed for free yeah fuck it let's do it like there's no you know what i mean like that's in my opinion the best thing about doing this kind of stuff i mean sure touring around and getting in in the nice hotels and getting paid to do it and everything that's cool but i mean you if if you have two weeks on the road where you're just like every night playing a club and getting paid versus two weeks and you're like really getting to spend time with musicians and like do something crazy, even if the record never comes out, 
I'll tell you right now which week you're going to remember more, and it's going to be the latter. You know what I mean? With yeah. the people, yeah. hands down. So Yeah, but you had also parties like every night. You had some mm-hmm. events, so we were just out every night, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they actually, I think it was, I mean, I for sure now it's way more, but almost 10 years ago, that, yeah, nine years ago, that was, um, I think it was two and a half thousand applications insane and they picked 60 people so it'd be 30 and mm-hmm. 30 i mean I, I spoke to a friend who got down to i would say i guess is like the last level he didn't get in but um because like, at this point now i don't know if it was the same for you there was like a few levels where you kind of you, you do the application then there's a couple post interviews or something um at this point no no what was it no. for you guys just like an application 25 was it 25 questions or something? It was like this and big... then you're just like, you're in? It took me like Wait, 15 you... hours to fill this. Uh, f- no, it's, it's a yeah. big Man, deal. It took me yeah. like two it's a weeks. Deal. I kept really, coming back to it for two I've weeks. In the last, I, 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 didn't, I didn't care project. about it. Someone so like someone wrote me, dropped me a mail or something. Like, you should do this? From, yeah, you should do this. From Red Bull Music Academy in Austria. Like, you should send your application. I said, all right, so then I should do it maybe. And it was the last night, basically. So he's trying to eat some chips. It's all good, right? It okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, well, you should probably write that guy and say thanks because that kind of changed the course of your life. I don't remember who that was. Well, if you're listening, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe it was Felix uh, Fuchs. Maybe I don't I'm know. putting people like back some, in touch here. Someone from Austria for sure. That's yeah. fucking cool, though. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, and then at that point, you guys started to do Cassie Grain, but you were working over the internet for a while. Yeah. I mean, I've done the online collaboration thing, passing tracks back and forth. And in one way, it's cool because it kind of, what comes back from another person's computer to yours isn't always the same. And it makes these weird variables or it forces you to commit to something. But on the other hand, of course, that can be a pain in the ass if you really want to be able to undo things or turn off plugins or yeah. reamp shit. Hmm. Uh, I mean, was so did this kind of was this an obstacle for you, or did you get over it pretty quickly? We had enough time, I think, to kind of get used to it and then feel ready for something else. I mean, we exchanged a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Because like what you just mentioned, I completely forgot about that way of working. We used to send files and then save as different versions, exchange. It was, yeah, it was very fun. difficult. Also, it was a time that there was like the internet was not so easy to work online. Yeah, I mean bandwidth, uh, or not bandwidth, but speeds at that point weren't mm. so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm I'm kind of curious because you know Technasia did that, like oh, really? the classic uh, Technasia period. I don't know. Are you guys Technasia fans? Not fans, but not fans, but I aware used to like some, aware of them. Yeah. I mean, there I was a point like some records, eh? when I was twenty or something like that. Technasia was everything, and oh. uh, but uh, Charles was in Paris, and oh, I forgot the other dude's name, but he was in in uh, Hong Kong, and um, <laughs> they were passing shit back and forth on like fifty six k was fast at that point. We're probably talking fourteen four twenty eight eight. Uh, do you, oh do you know God. what this is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. How long ago? When? Well, so that would be 96, ago. 98. I mean, Whoa. the bulk of the, the legendary Technasia stuff came out by 2000, 2001. That's crazy. Which, yeah. um, did they, when did I get my first cable modem? I don't know. It was 
Probably just leave it on overnight. Oh, yeah, you had to have a separate phone yeah. line for this shit, you know? And they were doing whole tracks. Uh, That's crazy. I, yeah. You know, I, I played one gig with, with Charles, and I, I mean, I first of all, it was like the next morning, and you just don't want to have this big studio discussion. But if I was to have dinner with him, I'd be like, how the fuck did that even happen? Because that's yeah. kind of ridiculous to, to send stuff over the phone line 20 years ago at this point to make shit happen. So, I mean, at this point, this was for you guys. It was only eight, nine years ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did it for a while. And um, so I guess it's then I started coming over. With, right. Sorry. A lot of it was in the box because of that or not really? Almost. I think you had, did you have stuff? I had like, I don't even remember. I think I just had like a microcog or something. Same. I think oh, I had yeah. a microcoke. Did you have a microcoke? Yeah, yeah. I, had I a don't remember you having a microcoke. Thought, that was was that before there, you like, had the mofo? Yeah, that was way before <laughs> I had the mofo. Yeah, yeah. Is the mofo cool? I have all the Dave Smith mofo, stuff except for the mofo. Mofo is the best. Really? Yeah. yeah Interesting. It was, lots of good stuff came from that. Actually, yeah. Mofo is basically See, exactly the same thing as Analog 4 from okay. Electron, but it's a pain in the ass to... Yeah. Program not many knobs. Yeah, not See, many knobs. That's just eight knobs. Evolver used, for me is it. the techno synth. Is it? Yeah. Mm, that's and the Pro Rush loves it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did that for a while. I started coming over to Berlin. I guess like three times a year. Yeah, uh, we got like a lot of stuff done in small amounts of time. I'd come over, say, five days. And, um, yeah, pretty efficient, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, so, um, you guys would, you would come over and then I know like, for example, you're saying that sometimes it would be like just one person doing a track solo and then other times, you know, like to fill out an EP or something like that. Yeah. And, but now you guys are both doing solo careers and, um, not only is it like, because you've both done solo stuff in the past, but this is kind of like a fresh start for you guys. So, yeah. Um, as I you told me earlier, your new project name is Rue, Alex, <laughs> which I, I, I thought it was like Ryuva or something. Yeah, I, I get know. like Riv, Rive, yeah. Ryu. Ryu, I think, is the most Ryu. common. Yeah. Kind of like from uh, Street Fighter. Yeah, whatever. Street Fighter. And you got Magna Pia. Magna Pia, yeah. yeah. Now, um, I know the first Magnapia record came out on Oregon Seas, which is your label, mm. because um, I've no. been playing this shit. Or, well, but I mean, like, one recently came out, rather. Yeah. Uh, but did you have one already on your label, or no? No, I had first no. one on, like, on Tar Hollow, this Rotterdam-based label. Okay. And then the last one came out on Avian. Okay, cool. And, yeah, I remember the Avian one. Um, and... You know, so when it comes down to the solo stuff, is there something that, is there like a, a clear line where it says like, okay, this is going to be for the solo project or this is going to be, this is perfect for Kazigrain? Um, I think, well, we make stuff that maybe doesn't, maybe we're not, I don't know, not happy with, but like doesn't fit and we kind of set aside. But mainly it's just that we, kind of got to the point where everything that's Cassegrain is in the same... We have to be in the same space. We have to make it together. 
when you're making the tracks, I mean, are you making a lot of stuff or is it kind of like whatever is done so far? That's that's what's coming out. Like uh, everything that's released is yours, so to speak. Yeah, we we we're not very prolific. Mm-hmm. So you, think, you kind of um, meet up and you kind of you get a record done and that's the record sort of thing. Like a band yeah. might go into the studio and be like, "Here's our we, we're doing an album." Yeah, that's I mean, the it's album. become. I mean, uh, the last couple of years for sure, it's been like that. We've just been okay. We need to make a new record. Have a week. Come up with three tracks. Two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. But whatever we make is released. Basically, we're not one of these doers that or producers doers, whatever, but that has yeah. I don't know fifty tracks and selects ten. You know, that's me. Yeah, but, I think. I think it changed after the album because, like, when we had the when we put our album out, like 2014, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, the end. So uh, we had like um, exactly like one month, uh, one and a half months to finish it. Like we would go every day to the studio, and yeah, we've never done that before or after. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like talk about it's, that though. I'm, oh my god, I like album stories. Yeah, that was like terrible, man. My god, like, that it sounds was like so an much, album though. So High and lows. Yeah, just that's what an album should be though. It should like, be a little bit of blood, crazy, sweat, and tears. Going crazy, and man, all the time that we were thinking about what to call the album mm. at the end. Which we came out with some like weird name at the what, end. What the album? Yeah, you don't <laughs> like, even remember the centers album. Centers of distraction. <laughs> I, of course, I remember. <laughs> but it's like, I was thinking about today. Like, what kind of name is this? Kind of. I can't even remember. No, theirs was a logic. There was a logic behind it. There was a logic behind it, but um, but it's a little little uh, thing for the mm-hmm. listeners. A little trivia. <laughs> so when you oh, when you yeah. take our when you take our album when you check all the names of the titles when you when you read the first letters from first it goes down to the, the list. Tail, vertically vertically which mm-hmm. is, which makes arcing seas that's awesome cuz back it? then cuz back it? then arcing seas was like a hidden alias we had sure. yeah. so we had a couple of releases on OCS on guys label yeah or and, no it was uh, on james, james label okay. yeah, yeah james label yeah yeah, yeah there's right. a couple on there and it was a complete secret like we even Played Berghain once as Arcing Seas, and really people didn't have yeah, a clue. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, maybe because they're you know he's my neighbor, but I knew that was the case. I got the records on the shelves right here, and then the label came <laughs> out, yeah. and I'm like, ah, okay, so maybe it's just like a a common thing or something, or not a common like, but a, you're it was our about it. it was our secret project just for two records. I think it was more like James, like, oh, let's do something fresh, like let's. Let's have you guys yeah, with secrets. Yeah. So like, like a okay, new alias kind of thing. New alias. Then we, we just did those uh, two records and then we did not continue doing yeah. this secret project anymore. So when we started the label, we decided like, okay, that's actually a nice name for a label. I think it's a great name. I come it's, from I a like boating family though, so I'm biased. From? Like boating. We're in ah. boats. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're boating enthusiasts. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I am too, actually. Yeah. I used to be, yeah. Really? You're more of a yeah. fishing Were enthusiast. You a fisher, a I sailor? I got a boat, boat license. I got a captain license up to five meters. What Interesting. Five, five, five meters five boat. Meters. I'm allowed to drive it. Wow. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. We should have to talk after the show wow. here. I got boat stories. <laughs> but by the canal, let's go for a... Right. I'm not gonna lie. That was kind of half the <laughs> half the reason I decided to move over here because, like, my traffic is like swans and boats. You know what I'm saying? That's Which true. is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That's nice, actually. So what 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 brought up Arkin C? Is it was it being from Thessaloniki or what? What was the? No, was we there, just saw it. It was like the anagram anagram maker website. We it's an anagram of Cassegrain. Anagram of Cassegrain. Oh, there is a G in Arkin. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I did. That was it. the kind of whole idea behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, about the album thing. It was almost two months of going every day. Like spending, hate, hating I mean, each other yeah. sometimes. On like, yeah, we yeah. Were, I believe it. So many arguments. It was so many peak arguments, summer. Yeah. We just yeah. wanted to be out or whatever. Well, that was your first mistake is doing it during peak summer. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't I know. Mean, the last day when we finished, we were actually in tears. I remember this moment. We were yeah. in tears. Yeah. And we had a big hug. Yeah. And it was like, all right, okay, it's done. And that was had, great. We had some then we went for some, yeah, then we yeah, went we for drinks. Whiskeys, yeah. That was a great day. Yeah, because it was yeah, done. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing better than like fucking calling it quits. It's, that's, it's done. It's mastered. It's whatever. Yeah, off yeah. to mastering. I mean, I'm, I'm a music nerd. I got books over there about like albums and stuff like that. And every mm. time an album is always about. It's a if it's a real album, man. There's like some trials and tribulations going on there, you know. Like it's a, can we do this? What the hell are we even doing, anyways? Are we? Did we just switch the musical vibe halfway through the album? Like, there's so much that comes down to it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, what it, what it means to the listener doesn't matter. Like, what it means to you, like even if the album completely fails, it's like this weird life experience that you went through. I've I've said Absolutely. it on the show before, like. If you are, you know, like, let's say you're not a musician, but you, I don't know, you fucking build houses or rebuild a car or want to start a restaurant. Like, take on a project like that, and then you actually see it through, and, like, you will, like, the whole journey through that project is fucking crazy. Like, you know what I mean? It's so cool. And I I encourage everybody that's a musician to make an album, even if it only goes out to, like, your three friends on a you know, SoundCloud yeah. link or something. Yeah. Cause, uh, I don't know. There's something about it. You know what I mean? True. Even if it doesn't have lyrics, you know? Yeah. So is there going to be another album? <laughs> well, well, we hope. Yeah. We're thinking about it actually, but, um, it's more like a, the practical side behind like when to have time, what label should we do it on our own? It's more like the, yeah, it's just the, like, we kind of need to have this f- focus. I don't know. I think we both need this pressure because that first time we had a we had the pressure from sure. Prologue. Yeah. I was like, right, we want you to do an album and it should be released around then. And then, okay, you've got until then to do it. So we had like right, a right, deadline. We need to do we this. We had a deadline. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, for being like this sort of dark... Uh, obscure ambient techno label <clears throat> the impression that I got from Prologue I never worked with them but it, it felt like they were trying to run it like a, a little bit more professional like keep shit on track you don't have to say whether it did or not but I mean like yeah, that's the impression was, I got it was like, totally uh, totally professional yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um, I mean I think it's a good thing because otherwise like you could spend years working on an album yeah, yeah it's just like sure, the friends yeah. are like yeah. kind of like how with guns and roses it was chinese <laughs> democracy that didn't come out for 15 years or whatever <laughs> the fuck it was um no but I, you you brought up an interesting point though Hussein. you said that you said like do we put it out on our own label do we put it out with somebody else like the the kind of 
logistical thinking around that, you guys just started your own label. Yeah, when you started, I'm a bit, bit scared, of, scared of um, releasing it on our own, of course. But An album, you mean? An album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, though, because here's the deal. Like, with dance music these days, there's big labels are basically gone. Yeah. You have, I mean, in techno, drum code is a big label, undoubtedly, because it's in the charts and non-fucking-stop, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Outside and that like that's almost kind of like a guaranteed commercial success in a way, so to speak. But outside of that, it's like a lot of these cool little boutique labels. Like they don't even have to have a, a advertisement on Beatport or a charting position, but still you can have uh, a nice little tour going off of it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting because it's like on one hand, should people just start their own labels? But on the other hand, I feel like there's enough labels around that. Why aren't people kind of corralling together and building something special? Um, I don't know. I mean, do, do you guys have opinions on that? or There are a lot of labels. I mean, yeah, there's labels coming out every week, it seems. Everyone's kind of doing their own label, but it is because everyone's struggling to release with other people. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, would you say that's because either A, they just decide, well, nobody wants my music, but I know it's good. I'm going to put it out anyway, which probably it isn't good. Or B, people are just like, I don't want to spend my time and money on somebody else. I'm just going to focus on number one here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to focus <laughs> on myself. And if I lose my money, it's on me. Because those are both valid reasons, right? Yeah. I mean, some people are like, dude, I don't I make 30 grand a year a job. I can't spend five grand on some kid. I don't know from France or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally understandable. So I don't know. I, th- I think they're both valid ways of thinking because there's, there, there are people where they've decided to start a label when nobody else agreed to it. And then it, it ended up being a, a success. You know what I mean? Or like mm. they, they had a career off of it when nobody believed in them. So I don't know. I think it's just a case-by-case basis. I don't know. It was like back like uh, 10 years ago or something or 15 years ago, I used to go to a record shop. And I used to spend like uh, six, seven hours, six, seven hours, I guess, on the, in a record shop in a week at least. Mm-hmm. And then I would just like follow the labels like completely because it would be it would, it would be haptic. It would be in my hands, so I would know all yeah. the labels. And kind of like since everything got became so digital, it's like I'm I'm kind of I kind of lost the touch to what label is. Like. I'm just like following. Um, you guys are running this vodka in front of me now, so it's like <laughs> you were listening, we're listening to music every listening. week. I get it. And so you started yeah. to build up shit. You knew what was up. Yeah. And that, um, it was like, now it's, it feels a bit different. Now I'm going on my, I'm going on my uh, email mm-hmm. and it's checking the promos. And every now and then checking out some other like Boomcat or Hardwax or what's coming out. Mm-hmm. Whatever I didn't get in the promos or. So kind of completely lost the touch to a label, me personally. Like, what is a label? Like, what label is going up or down? It's like more like just, oh, that track 
or this artist it became more more that basically. yeah i mean for me personally um but but what you're saying though like i get it though when when you're listening to records every week and you kind of get to know the labels and the people and stuff like that you developed this reputation now there's so much coming out and it's really hard to uh keep up with things you kind of just is are you saying that like you'll go for what you know will be reliable or more likely to be in your your sort of zone or? yeah i guess like i think alex is a bit more different um mm-hmm. so he's still like following a lot mm-hmm uh, what's coming out and like digging a lot of stuff but I can't do this anymore so much yeah you like just, me personally is it just like not giving a shit or it's like it takes a lot of time or a bit of both or yeah it takes a lot of time it's like I don't have that much time at the same time there's so so many like new stuff coming up and um, everything also in the techno scene becoming a bit more generic uh, production wise and like yeah. ideas wise and um i see how the crowd is moving i see how the crowd is thinking uh, about the things like um i think every like whatever like everything becomes kind of smooth in the whole life like you have let's say you have an iphone right yeah like iphone is the smoothest thing like it it has to be kind of smooth yeah, like the, an experience like, sort of. Yeah, like they they they're also like uh, kind of um, developing some kind of technology, like which which um, like when you have a scratch on your phone, it kind of regenerates itself. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, you're but waiting yeah, for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is good for this is good for your phone, but this is like also happening in the in the arts, in the in the music, and in the different yeah. arts. So basically, it's like. This um, generic, uh, smooth, not weird, um, like really, um, this like really straight kind of techno is happening at 100%, the same time. hundred percent, man. And then there is this like whole the boutique thing also like being, it's just about being weird and not about nothing else. Yeah, where it's not even necessarily playable. But exactly. It sounds cool. Yeah. I call it sound design masturbation. Yeah, it's like, like how many how many years did we have that there is no bass drum kicking? Yeah. Basically, you know, like man, I just I heard some records today where it's just like a lot of cool tones and stuff, but no kicking bass drum. I'm like, this is really in the normal song world. This would be like a backing track to like the rest of it. It would be a great accompaniment, but it would not be the 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 theme of it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, was that drink a little strong over there? Yeah. I'll Sorry. deal with it. You'll deal with it? <laughs> no, it, it's totally true, though. But uh, he's back. But the thing <laughs> is, is it's like, that's why, you know, I've always told you guys out at the parties and whatnot, and that's why I wanted to have you here. Like, you guys are, in my opinion, very much on the tip of, like, contemporary techno, you know, doing this, like, sort of modern take on things, but also doing it better like because it like you were saying earlier there's like sort of this like generic sort of what formula would you say or like uh, yeah footprint, totally formula. archetypal yeah. formula, formula. Total, i mean totally. and that's the thing but here's the thing because it's like you know i've been around for for a minute here 
And I remember the times when it was like tribal techno was a thing 20 years ago. And then it became hmm. like this weird electro big roomy vibe. And it went through all the shit, right? Frog. Yeah. And I have to say like right now, when when it comes down to it, the very average techno promo you get comparatively is pretty damn good. But the problem is, is when everything is pretty damn good, it just resets to zero. So what's special now? You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you were to pick out a promo today that was like average, contemporary, techno, whatever, just like it sounded cool, but it wasn't special. In 2008, when you guys were coming around, that probably would have been a badass record because there was mm. nothing else like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, granted, there are different, there are definite nuances that make records better than others. And that's why some DJs are better than others, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, that's easy to say, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's, I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. I have to say, I'm like, I'm struggling. I'm struggling after the whole reset. I have to say, like, concentration wise. I got into it. But that's when it's getting good, man. I got back into it. Like, so many times I'm like, I have no idea what we're talking about. Let me have the time on the show. I have no idea what's going on. The worst. That's why before you asked, you directed the thing at me. I was like, can no. we, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a thing though with the show though, like when you're having a couple of drinks, it's super easy. There's a couple episodes where they're like, I don't drink, but I'll, I'll smoke weed with you. Yeah. And that was bad. Cause every like few minutes, like what the fuck are we talking about? And it was like, cause it, nobody has any memory. So that's why I kind of banned weed from the show. Um, but you know, let's move on a little bit here. What I want to go back to the solo projects. Like, sure. You guys have Kazakarain. That's kind of when you say you have, you know, what's going on as far as when you get together and make tracks, you know, what's going to work, what isn't. But when you work on solo material, you have your own ideas. Like, is there, what are you working towards musically right now? Hmm. Um, let's start with you, Hussein. Like, Magnapia. Like, what do you have a sort of concept or idea where you want to go towards? Magnapia has a concept of image, I would say. It's like more. Like I've been thinking about this a long, long time, and like it's kind of like a feminist idea, I would say. Like the whole, like the image. Okay. I, yeah, it's like uh, kind of an interesting thing for me because, like, well, Magna Pia is like uh, Magna is Latin, which is like big. So Pia is like a. I think it's a Pius was a. I think it means religious. Okay. Well, I'm not a religious person, first okay. of all. There's like not none whatsoever. But um, so the big religious or something. It's like a like a female name, basically. Okay. And the whole whole image I picked was like a basically um, woman warrior Amazona, if you okay. would uh, if you would call that way. It's about like around because. 1200, 1300, um, where kind of like, be, no, no, AD, yeah, AD actually. Okay. It's like kind of where women lost their kind of like role in the society through the where it got a bit, as we know it 
Well, not right now, but what it's been known as, like a bit more second seat, sort of, or kind of, yeah. Because like when, like when you when you look at even the Ottoman Empire, like the first years, like thirteen hundreds, fourteen hundred, there was like lots of women warriors, and like it was way more emancipated. Okay. So this is all like this is all about like this uh, the um, the woman warrior, woman soldier, mm-hmm. uh, which is a uh, completely disappeared from the society. Mm-hmm. And uh, this happened in um, Roman Empire when the Constantine was, um, wh- when he decided, uh, the Emperor Constantine of Roman Empire, mm-hmm. when he decided that everyone should be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And this happened in the Muslim world when, when the Islam, Islam came over. Mm-hmm. It took some years and like it took until the 14th uh, century, basically. So this is basically a little bit what I'm leaning on. Okay. And, but how uh, do you transcribe that musically, though? I do <laughs> not. I do not. I'm just oh, okay. no, no, no. I was it's waiting like, for the reveal. No, no. It's just like my. It's just like my uh, kind of like a more female side, I would say, basically. Okay. Like badass female. Right on. If you if you would put it that way. Cool. Uh, musically, it was like all all I'm thinking about is, of course, like I'm like we we're both Castigrain and. Um, of course, the ideas that I contribute to Cassegrain's music are also hearable in Magna P.S. music. But at the same time, I'm kind of like trying to keep it more a bit um, in a DJ-friendly way, like really playable in the clubs and um, maybe a bit harder sounding. Yeah, just I would definitely a say it's, it's more... Playable, I would say Magna Pia stuff is more accessible, play, accessible and definitely more like playable. Accessible for DJs, maybe, or accessible, yeah, playable for maybe accessible means not. it works across a variety of palettes, and I think that's the best way to put it. Because playable, I feel like, is like those DJs that say will test, where yeah, it's like okay. it, it is generic, and I don't think it's generic at all. No, no, I not in that way. I think it's more the, in the, the sense that it's, it's more great. kind of. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. The Arking Caesar, like Hussein, I would say Hussein's Ar- um, Arking Caesar record yeah. is... Yeah, you say it, yeah. Objectively, mm-hmm. the most, well, I'm going to say playable uh, from it's all the, the Arking Caesar records. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's got really good loops. It's got the <laughs> kick drums. It's maybe What's the best word? Functional? I don't know. It's it's a bit the, more functional, maybe. Fun- but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find like the like interesting loops, kind of like I have this like perfect loop in my head, and not like I I studied composition my like mm-hmm. so many years and like classical music, and I was forced to do arrangements like to compose and like make arrangements and everything. So like, oh, I hate arrangements. I hate it too because I, I've been yeah. forced to do that for so many years. So basically, I'm just like, uh, I just want to turn the knobs, basically. Yeah. This is, this That's is, the best part. Just this is, this is where I'm at. You know? Like, we don't have to record anything. Let's just fuck around. Yeah. Exactly. So this is, I'm just, I just want to have the, like the, the loop I want to have and like just change a little bit. And um, I would say like trying to make some tool techno, which is sound wise and idea wise and like the mood wise not truly at all this is what i'm trying to do with magna mm-hmm. pia basically cool yeah that's like good. still interesting to to listen in 
in sense of electronic music or whatever you call it, like like interesting sound design, mm-hmm. interesting moods, like the to put you somewhere, but still you have that bass to hold it down, the pulse basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And now in in I mean when it when it comes to Kazakhrain in the, the collaboration sense gotta turn this up a bit here. Uh do you guys just kind of gears or plug in or whatever and then fuck around or are you like is there somebody that's like you're great on drums i'm gonna mess with the synths like do you designate rules i guess is the appropriate way to you know explain it kind of lately it kind of became balance not a balance but just found a new way i guess like uh i'm more in control of uh percussion and mm-hmm that side of the things. rhythm section, I, let's yes, say. Yes, actually, you know what's happened? It's not, the, not really rhythm section, I would say. Not but, rhythm section, no. Yeah. It's, um, in a way, it's kind of, we've translated the the live setup to the studio setup. Lately, it seems um, Hussein's stuff, Hussein's side is more, like, we kind of figure out the riff. But then again, it it goes back to what we're talking about, solo versus Kaskarin. It becomes... Mm. It has to be Kaskarin has to be like two of us. So mm-hmm. even if it is even if it is like um Hussein on uh, the analog four sorting out the riff, it's yeah. both of us kind of yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. That's really what makes it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about um It's like I'm making a riff and there is a voice behind me saying no. Oh yeah, no. To me, no, honestly, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. To me, that suck. sounds like high school and college, <laughs> but suck. I like that because here's the deal: like when when I graduated from high school, which I don't know what the fuck that is in Europe. That's when you're eighteen, nineteen. That the the first school before you go off to university or whatever. Um, yeah. Every country calls it something different, I guess. Secondary, blah blah, whatever. Bottom line is, I had I was the first to have my own place, right, and. Then it became the designated party house for obvious reasons. Um, but you could call it a studio, but it was basically a desktop computer with two big-ass speakers mm-hmm. that I inherited from my dad. Um, you know, I was, like, telling my friends, like, you can stay here as much as you want and play whatever you want on the PlayStation. I'm making fucking music. I don't care if you like techno or not. That's what the deal is. But I'd be just messing around. At that point, this was 2000, 2002, three, whatever. Fruity Loops and whatever with the bits of gear. Mm. And, you know, my friends would be like, that's cool or that's fucking whack. And sometimes you'd take in their opinion or not. Fast forward to 2018, I could be sitting on the computer today and be like, I think this is cool, but I wouldn't mind that voice on the couch once in a while. It's like... Uh, no, <laughs> pass. Or they're like, don't pass. fucking roll with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes I mean, I've heard it all. So I'm not always like when I hear something, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It sounds like blah, blah, blah. But somebody might be like, no, dude, really, that is awesome. Keep it. I don't know. You know? Yeah. But I mean, this goes both ways, of course. Now, now it sounds a bit like I'm making the, the the music and he's telling me yes or no, but it's not like that. No, of course, yeah. of course not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm yeah, not insinuating that at all. I'm just saying, like the yeah. the the affirmation where it's just like 
where you both agree like this is where we need to be this is the right vibe yeah, yeah. that's what we what we mentioned earlier like a cascade record has become something that doesn't matter with if we are on our own in the studio we're not gonna make something and set it aside mm-hmm. generally but um we have to be there in the same space at the same time agree do it that's it yeah yeah. So, <laughs> it, just, just I'm weird. like, just oh my God, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sure if I, more vodka or less vodka. For, well, for, for the sure, more the show, vodka. More. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll save me. Go yeah. to it. No, but okay, like, I kind of get it because I have the same thing going on with, uh, around this time, there's a project with myself and Joel Mole coming out. We've been, I'll fly to like, we, we actually did it. Eight years ago now, 2010, we did a record, two records, well, one record and then some remixes. Um, we wrote a bunch of shit since then. Uh, we have one record coming out now, which is uh, four original tracks from us, and we'll see yeah. what goes from there. There is other stuff written, but I like going hanging out with them, him and his fiance, and it's a great vibe. Um, but with him, it's it's the same vibe where it's like, we're going to, you know, what happens in this room is what comes out on, on the record, yeah. so to speak, like you guys are saying. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's interesting because the last time I went there, I went for actually sort of a meeting for t- like how we're going to organize the first release, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth talking about on the radio. But I was like, we should make some music anyway. As we're mm. hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, uh, let's just make it in the house. Let's not worry about going to the studio. So I brought a little pedal board and some shit like that. Little okay. rolling boutique stuff. And I, what I've been doing is like really just being nerdy, fucking around, making weird noises. Or even like maybe it's making noises with your mouth on the microphone. And then you run it through two pedals and it's like some crazy noise. And it's a lot different than when we were sitting there doing before and then i could even see him he's like what are you doing are we wasting our time sort of thing like what what are you getting at and i just wanted to record a whole day of bullshit basically and then the next day we did go to the studio for five six hours and uh he's like it clicks he's like all right you you now have like all these hours of just you can scrub through and turn into loops and throw reverb over it and it sounds great you know what i mean yeah because yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess when you tell me that story, that's kind of what I'm getting is like, you guys get together and generate a bunch of material and then you can make music off that. Or is it a bit more like I got this melody in mind that I've been saving. Let's roll with it. No, 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 no that's never it. Never it. Never it. Fair enough. It's never it. It's more like, no, no. okay, let's, let's start somewhere. Let's start somewhere. We have to make a track. Let's let's just start, basically. Yeah. And we we just finish it basically, or we yeah, finish it I, in two I, days or three days. A, so like, yeah, I mean, it it does happen within two three days, but yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, but I mean, in a way, it kind of it's needs a struggle, to be. but it's like a family struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, there's some tracks that we're dealing with now where it's like we kind of have. Um, Actually, the last time I was with Joel, there's yeah. two bass lines, technically, so to speak. And um, 
they're kind of played live, so they're not like quantized notes where they're stuck to a grid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, how do you, first of all, balance it so they kind of are on time, but at the same time, they're not kind of on top of each other. And for those who aren't studio people, that would be like trying to sit, shove the same the same shit into the same space. In, in producer speak, that'd be like in the sub-bass region. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want it mm-hmm. to sound muddy and whatnot. So, you know, things like that and that is usually the stuff that takes the longest to tweak those kind of weird uh, nuances that pretty much like people like us at the table are going to get. But then there's a lot of people who are just DJs like, Oh, I never knew what you're talking about. You know, yeah. but how long do you spend? Um, would you spend like a couple of days doing stuff? Um, for a collaboration? No, with, with Jomo that you're talking about, would you I, go, I try for, to like, go out for a week days? at a time? Well, oh, here, a week. Here, here's, oh, that's good. Here's yeah. the Dustin Zahn school of business. Uh, what I try to do is, it's like if I know if I know I have gigs, uh, one, you know, because usually you travel on each weekend. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm just like, oh well, because uh, it's usually the same price anyways. But like, I'm not flying to Berlin. I'm flying to Stockholm. So you can ah, instead of flying home, true, you fly to Stockholm, true, and yeah. I kind of work it out where work the promoters are paying for it. Yeah. Huh. Um, but it doesn't always work that way. Last time book I, your, I forked book out your time bucks to, to go there. Stockholm. It, if a gig comes in, you're like, okay, I'm flying from Stockholm instead of Berlin. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, like yeah. within it's a Europe, like, it's, it's a bit like done that a few times. Hotel, hotel, holiday combo. By the way, let's do a little cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Pause. Yeah. So. With collaborations, there's always the other side, and we haven't talked about Alex. Really. Let's talk about it. What's going on with your project, man? While I'm having a <laughs> little visit to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, we're going to pretend that you're here. All right. He's saying so bored with my project. He's like, dude, I don't need to hear about it ever again. <laughs> he needs to go. Only got to the balcony. Yeah. There's a balcony, by the way. There is. So, um, I mean... What about you? Is there like a concept you have in mind that you, you like things you don't get away with with Kazagrain or not really? Or, yeah. Yeah. Things I don't get away with. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about I mean, it? Or expand I on mean, that? I mean, now that Hussein's not here. You can, you can really go Let's just it. vent, right? Yeah. Let's just, just go get it free, off your chest. right? Okay. Um, no, I mean, I think, yeah, I think um, the kind of dirt side. Mm-hmm. A little more gritty-ish yeah 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 mm-hmm. well i mean i think also a, a main thing was just finding a different process um my solo stuff i really r- want to reduce it to i have the past year i just used like three things like it's a most of my stuff has just been mfb tansberg mm-hmm uh mk2 of amona mk2 yeah via you know then going through like a filter bank mm-hmm. the sherman, sherman filter yeah. yeah sherman filter bank too and a couple of pedals like through the mixer mm-hmm. that's it yeah so i like really try to reduce and find a tiny tiny setup that's great though yeah, I, yeah. I love like finding a few things that just it really helps you find a sound, you know? And um it it limits choice. 
I hate choice. No, I I get stuck with choice too. Yeah, and choice like, is the worst. If I had to, you know, because people write in the show all the time, they they ask for advice, and I'm maybe not the best person for advice. But I think like limiting yourself to the gear that you do have is maybe the best option. Absolutely, and this is like, like I've spoken to a bunch of people. This is my highest advice: like mm-hmm. limit, limit, yeah. limit. Because nowadays we yeah. have everything. Yeah, exactly. Way too much. You know, um, on the, who was it? Christian Smith episode of this podcast, him and I like had this little love session about Luke Slater for a good 10, 15 minutes. I think Luke is amazing. And he said on his last album, Archangel for Oscott as Planetary Salt Systems, he's like, honestly, for this album, the only idea was I limited myself to this is my setup. This is the concept. It has to work within these constraints. And they're like, was that... uh, I felt like I read an interview and he's like, it wasn't a disaster because they asked if it was. He's like, in fact, it made things super easy because... And I I felt that way a little bit with with my label in the past too. Like when you... When the, the possibilities are endless, then there's too much room for questioning things man when you set a concept sorry no then then it's there you're in those constraints that's exactly yeah yeah your i mean your ideas are limitless Mm -hmm. so the setup should be constraint yeah i mean there's so many things you could do so you can try and do them with these few things it ends up and it also ends up i mean aesthetically let's talk about the other side Aesthetically, you end up with a sound. Yeah, totally. It's the tone. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's techno or hip hop, house, whatever. Like, every classic album has a tone to it. And why is that tone there? It's because the producer at the end of the day was like, they, they zoned in on, like, it's this mixer or this, these pedals or this effect. And that's what makes it what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, totally. And that's, that's kind of what you narrow in on. Like, this is going to... Yeah, I mean, still trying, but I've... It also comes down to the fact that I'm not the most... Mm-hmm. I'm not very knowledgeable, technically. I kind of get to know a few things, and that's what I know, and I deal with it. But I like to think that I, I deal with it in a very good way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I get what you're saying, though. Like, you found the setup that works for you and that you're trying to expand upon it, basically. You're, making, yeah, you're taking what you have and, like, wrenching out every... Yeah, maybe I'll replace a bit of gear and you have to introduce something new, but I want to keep it really limited. Yeah. And also, it creates this kind of... It creates a sound and just... I don't want this uh, this thing of different elements coming in... Obviously, I want it all. I want, if there's a new element coming in, I want it to be felt like it's part of the the rest. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it's this no, big yeah. but slime. I think it's, it's yeah. a big well, slime that. all connected. You know, it's it's in the same realm or microcosm, whatever. But I also think that's you can choose to agree. But I think that's also a product of the era that you grew up in. And I, because it's the same way for me, even though I, when did you get into this shit? I don't want to like techno and dance music and all that. 
Um, I mean, I started messing around with music, music, uh, just, well, you mean techno, techno? Whatever, dance music. Well, yeah. I don't know, like 2005? Okay, yeah. I mean, before that, I was just messing around with yeah. stuff and then accidentally made a kind of techno so, thing. So I started off with the Minimal shit. Minimal thing. Yeah, I, I started off with the shit at 98. But but when I, you know, when the minimal thing really came into like full fucking force, <laughs> I was probably twenty one and impressionable, right? Okay, for better or worse. The thing that minimal taught me about, or let's say like that era, not the the traditional minimal, is that every element should count because it was a point like around two thousand two thousand one where you just throw shit into a loop because you you buried enough in the mix that it like adds to the overall effect but really is it necessary probably not but you know when you come with these minimal records or like not even a minimal but like let's say in the sense of like a like a ben clock or mdmr record yeah mdmr mdr marcel Demon. uh those are still mdmr let's let's yeah Let's, wink, wink. Yeah. He just winked with his eyes. <laughs> let's strip. Let's let's refer to it as stripped down tracks. Like every element counts, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I still believe that to this day. Like I'm working on a problem. You're cut off too. Your mic is dead. Your mic is dead. No. Um, <laughs> but um, the fact of the matter is, is that you have to. Make every element count, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I mean, we still are all kind of guilty of throwing something into the mix that kind of folds into this picture at the end that seems right. But I still firmly believe that it's like you should try to use as few elements as possible because that's my favorite music. Mm. Just the other day, I was like, I need to AB something with another track that uh, exists out in the world. And the only reason I want to A-B it is because it's like, I know there's about four channels on that track and it's fucking incredible. Whereas mine probably has 12 and it's unnecessary. I mean, um, with, with techno, like we had this talk like some years ago, like um, between two of us, like we were talking about like, um, it's like you have this to do, you have that to do, you can do this and that and all of that stuff, So and you do everything. With techno, it's a bit more like, I can do that, I can do this, but I decide to do only this. Now, you guys <laughs> no, were just no, concentrating no, the vodka, bro. I said something super important. But did you no learn one a lot can. of this and Reiterate, should I, I, I beat myself? <laughs> I can always edit it later. <laughs> no, you don't know where it's Dude, He's <laughs> like the master editor. We don't need to edit. We don't need to. But it's like, um, I just read myself. So um, basically, normally you would have... It's all scripted anyway. <laughs> just read it again, man. <laughs> just listen. listen. <laughs> just read the fucking script, man. <laughs> so you can... So I can, I have that and this, and like I can do this and I can do that all at the same time. But techno is more about like I can, I can do this, but I decided, I decide to do only this. Yeah, yeah, and magnify the shit out of it too. Exactly. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is more, more about it. I would say 
and exactly the same thing with the limitation on the on what gear you use what um it's like um basically when i when i was studying composition it was all all about like making a concept for a piece like writing for instruments or like what what to do it was all about limiting yourself with a few ideas and it yeah. just and they and they really make the shit out of it totally basically so this is what what works with techno as well i guess I think that's just across the board, not just techno, but especially techno. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, like, uh, I have the analog rhythm for Electron, mm-hmm. which... Um, You're saying too, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The drum, It's a drum machine. Okay, so how do I put this for non-studio nerd people? It's a drum machine. It has drums, but it also takes samples of whatever you wanted as long as you uploaded it in the machine. Yeah. Um, however, it's... What I would refer to it as, like, it's a jack of all trades, but master of none. Uh-huh. In the sen- in that <laughs> sense, it's not a great sampler. It's not a great drum machine, but it does both, and that's why I like. I think it. it's a great yeah. drum machine. Do you? Yeah, okay. I Actually, do. you know what? Outside of techno, I think it's a fantastic drum machine. For techno, I'm not blown away. I'm I'm just bit, I'm not so sure about the hi hats, but the no, rest the rest I like. I agree. Basically, claps great. We're getting nerdy now. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love this whole FM things you can do oh, the, about yeah, it. Like, like also the update like, within the past year or whatever. Also, also like how, how what you can do with a with a stupid rim shot. Like, totally pitch it down and get a super cool FM bass line and stuff. How so? Hey, well, let's not let's not get yeah, too nerdy. Get too nerdy. But yeah. the bottom line is, is like you, there is a f- arguably a finite level that you can go down to of like either manipulating things or whatever like because you got a, you got one lfo and an extra one and a filter or whatever and a distortion shitty delay and reverb the point is is like you can only dwindle it down so far whereas the computer you could go infinitely down you can just keep drilling down at the fucking core of the planet of the earth <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're going to get better results whereas it's like with this little machine you can sit on the couch and it forces you to be creative. You're like, what can mm-hmm. I do? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, today when I was, before you guys came over, I was screwing around with like a design app on my phone. And you you can't like save alternate things or copy and paste. It's like you have to commit, uh, like you can have multiple layers. You can have two layers, a background and a foreground for, for designers. And it's like, if you want to make those into one thing, then it becomes one of those two. And then you can start again. So it's like, um, am I losing you? No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I think so that's you have to commit. Yeah, but I, I kind of like that these days. I really believe that, um, you know, having the computer and Ableton or Fruity Loops or Pro Tools, whatever you use, you can save eighteen different versions. You can undo. You can go past the undo. Step backward or whatever they call it on Photoshop. Like you can keep going back, but. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I mean, I was talking about this earlier. I I met up with a friend earlier who does music also. Or what friend? You don't have any. Sorry, I don't have any friends. No, you know this guy, uh, Steph Mendesidis? Oh, really? You met him? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. He's this very... um, Really hugely promising producer. He's like... 
doing killer, yeah. killer yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. He's a Greek guy based what in... What kind of music? Based in Moscow. Techno, yeah. Okay. Um, techno, yeah, I mean, fucking killer. Like, I've awesome. been telling him for ages, release, release, release. He's finally getting some stuff out now. Vodka, sorry. Every... I think he cancelled oh, it. Yeah, it, it's okay. gone, sorry. It's gone. All right, whatever. Yeah, There's every an... set, I'd, I would... I'm pretty much playing at least three of his tracks every set. Anyway. Awesome. Anyway, so we were talking earlier, and um, what were we saying? We're talking about whether you need to commit or not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to come on the show, man. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah, commitment. Like, for example, he works in a complete opposite way to myself. Um, just has this huge... He just has a bunch of hardware, one take, records, that's it. Mm -hmm. So he's basically trying to perfect, he has this idea of trying to perfect the the one take. Mm, yeah. Which I really respect. He has this... 100%. Of course, he realizes the flaws that, okay, you can't edit it, you can't do this and that, the mix down, you can't change it. But he's just like, okay, in two, three years, I'm going to perfect the one take. And that's it. This is totally fine, yeah. But this, this is from a it, musician it, aspect. It's great. Is, yeah, yeah. It's this so is like, cool, yeah, man. Yeah. It's so cool. He's almost he's almost there. Like, structure-wise. Exactly what you a, said. He does a live yeah. structure. For me, the structure, he's done. You know, mix-wise, that needs some Different work. Different story. Yeah. yeah, like, I was like, okay, why not record every part separately? If in case you need to, you can, you know, lower the kick, Etc. Yeah, but still, that makes total sense to me. Well, as ha a, as having a, a kick in like a pad fucking sucks because I've had to deal with that. But, but go on. What I was saying, like, I like for me, I'm the other side, the other end completely. I'm like control freak, yeah. insecure, whatever it is. Like, I have to have a hundred different versions. I was that way, and too it's the for same design wise. If I do something design wise, I'm not gonna. I'll design something if I have to do something new. I won't delete that. I'll sure. just, you know, put it to the side, copy it, do something else. Yeah. And I don't think it's a what medium you work in. It's just a personality thing. Just of how do you how do you There's feel comfortable? Yeah, but that's you definitely. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, me. That's exactly. Your, yeah, 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 exactly. So you know I me. I don't I don't have that so much. For yeah, example. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You um and like we talked about before, like uh, the solo stuff, you work on tracks specifically and you kind of discard riffs. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, okay, no, that's not it. I'm not doing it. For me, yeah. I'm like, okay, you'll I'm going to record, later or man, I'll, I'll record this. Yeah. I'll record that. I'll record this. I'll record I'm that. Notorious no, for then I'm lose, working on, I, I so work on 10 tracks. I'll work on 10 tracks simultaneously. No, no, then no. maybe after three months, I'll go back to one recording. and That's not what I'm doing yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's I like that though. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I do all the versions to record different things. But sometimes I get reckless and I'm just like, I have to record the synth as is. And honestly, that becomes, it, it, it used to come from a technical aspect. Now, I did this track that's what people would know now as Sunbreaker, which came out on Cocoon. And I was writing that track. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Well, uh, he's gone now, but Rod Hot used to have the studio across from me. And 
and Mike, he came. Oh wait, I said his name. It starts with an R and ends with hot. Anyway, he came in. And he's like, Oops. he's like, how are you recording that live now? I'm like, and I was just recording the synth. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's like, well, why aren't you? Uh, you should record the MIDI movements, and then you can always tweak it later if you're not happy with it. I'm like, fuck that. Why would I do that? Right. <laughs> so. Of course he was right because later on there was like these weird filter sweeps from like, oh, this is a little too over the top. But I committed to it and that was that and I stuck to it. And um, But then, so let's say, when did I write that track? October? So December comes around. I come back here and I write this hook that I think is like probably one of like my best hooks that I've written to this day, but it hasn't come out on anything because... I recorded it and it didn't it didn't pan out and I realized it because I was recording uh this is not my home studio. I had one of those audio A cards and I recorded it in as if it was a phono input rather than a line input. So it sounded like shit. And I realized that I'm like, oh, cause I came here after the bar and I made this hook. I was just like, I need to play the keyboard, man. I had my pro two here. <laughs> I need to play the keyboard. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, you, you see a counter full of shit over there. Like, I like to have stuff I've on I've never hand. felt like that coming, huh? You know, like, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I need to play the keyboard. Sometimes you man. just, you don't get Maybe this, he's saying that. You don't I get do this, the whole time, man. You don't get where's, this hint of inspiration. Where's the fucking keyboard, though, like, <laughs> give, me, give me that fucking keyboard now. Constantly. You got this idea where really, like, you play the keyboard. Apparently, I'm alone. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So you I need to play the keyboard. Well, no, but like I like to have a drum machine around. I like to have a synth around because sometimes you just get this like I, you get this idea that you need to get fucking out of your brain and onto something, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Wrong. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just me. Anyway, so <laughs> I wrote this fucking thing. It didn't record right. I'm like, ooh, but I caught it. I was sober enough to catch it. And then I was like, well, and I remember what he said, though. And I was like, maybe I should uh, not only save the patch, but MIDI map it in Ableton so I can adjust this later. I fucked it up. I switched the patch and I lost everything, right? So I was stuck with this one recording and now it's gone. Where was I going with that? Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Great story. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you something about that because why... Like when I was kid, I started playing piano. Yeah. And my mom, uh, no, not my mom. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, my first. <laughs> that was so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna get to my mom later. <laughs> I was just trying to save your being like lost moments kind of like anyway so like my my piano teacher hey guys we're Cassegrain (laughs) professionals hey Dustin nice (laughs) nice to see you yeah thanks for coming on the show (laughs) tell us about your mom (laughs) <laughs> she forbid me to listen to Acid House. What? Okay, I can understand Kiss or Metallica at that point, but fucking Acid House. 
that was before Metallica, man. It was like 88, 89, I know. It was like, I, I was so no, into Metallica acid house. was finished by 88. It was I'm not, it was no, not. Okay. Not for me, not that for me. Two? Not for what me. What are we going to say? Not for me. Black Elm, Master Puppets. Master Puppets, when was it? I was not into metal back then. I, I got no, into okay. metal one in 92. So, all right. Kill em All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, they were all back, basically. Yeah. But I was really into Acid House. Like Why did she forbid you, though? She because thought she it was annoying or what? No, she would, she would destroy my classical music ears, basically. Okay. And she made it like a big mistake there. Which is funny, because when you think about it, I don't want to, like, toot our own horns. But the producer in 2018 is kind of like the modern-day composer. Of course, when you start talking about people like um, Beethoven or Chopin, whoever, like, those people are obviously better. Let's be honest. They're, they're just, like, one notch above us in skill set. No, I'm just talking shit. No, but it's just, not, no, 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 it's not. You can't put it that no, way. No, but, but, like, modern composers, though. So, like, but she didn't have the foresight to see that this music could be made by one person and you could compose a whole thing as opposed to like, well, I'm a bass guitarist. Who the <laughs> fuck are you going to play with? You're a bass guitarist. You know what I'm saying? Well, I could actually talk about this, but that would take another two hours. Like you hit such a point. I was now. like, I don't have two hours, man. You don't have two hours. either. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Beethoven and Chopin are completely two different, uh, they're Sorry. worlds apart. I'm, I'm just trying <laughs> to throw apart, names yeah. out there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you, get? <laughs> you gotta take that. <laughs> Is that like the most? I don't know. Like I got some questions from the internet. I want to go over those. Oh, seriously? Yeah, nothing wow. too crazy. Sometimes it's like I wonder who you're asking the nut who. jobs for it, but this time it's all right. So um, I'm gonna tinkle, and then we're gonna do this. Get towards the end of the spectacle. All right. I'll be right back. Let's <laughs> have a cigarette. Yeah. Just broke his socket. We just broke your table. And the laptop. <laughs> Don't just leave it. <laughs> it's like the end of nights. Like, oh. Oh. Sorry about your glass, man. Oh, Doesn't matter to me at all. So is your connection with your mother a good one, or...? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about you guys. Uh, I got some questions from the web. However, I remember one thing. I got to do my little duties as a host. I'm kind of curious about the live sets when it comes down to playing. You guys, uh, we talked about designating roles in the studio, but what about live? Mm -hmm. Is there like a, you, you got this part, I got this part, or do you trade off on playing songs, or what's the deal? Live, it's a lot clearer, yeah. Yeah, I, I do basically synth lines on live. I got one synth and a few pedals when I play live. And Alex has um, one drum machine, some effects, some pedals as well, and um, a few samples, like a few recorded sounds from computer, basically. 
Yeah. Right on. Eh? Like, yeah. I think the last time that I saw you guys play live was at Griezmuller downstairs. Where? Downstairs? Didn't you guys play downstairs live? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I was, I, I had fever or something. I was really ill that night. Yeah. Griezmuller downstairs. Yeah, like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, was like a, a counter ago, change. Counter change. Wait, over a year ago. Yeah. No, was, was it really? over a year was, ago? No, what? I feel like it was less that was than like a year a ago. A year and a half ago. Are you serious? Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's like half a year Fuck, ago. Fuck, man, time sure. flies. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't think but I've seen we, you play um, live since then. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, we, I we just, actually like, haven't played in Berlin. In Berlin live, we haven't really played much. Past life, few years. yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, yeah. time to change that, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah but sure. I mean, we um, yeah, yeah definitely. And have the material. You don't want to play the same city live too often because it's like maybe the similar show compared to last. Oh time, yeah, right? yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, we have very set roles. It's kind of. Developed that way, yeah. Um, we're kind of like we used to have like a certain like <clears throat> some elements from some tracks, and we would play like we would just jam on them basically. Yeah, yeah. We had a way more set skeleton. Yeah. Now, basically. like for for about a year or something, we just don't even do that anymore. We just like go on stage and jam. Yeah. Yeah. But I There's mean, still some the payoff has got to be samples. incredible, right? Sometimes, maybe. yeah. What well, live? You mean? Yeah, when you get locked in this zone, and you're yeah, like, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, for absolutely, sure, yeah. For sure. You know, I mean, here's the thing: like DJing is great, playing back to back, that's great. But when you are kind of jamming the shit out live, whether you're playing an instrument or a drum machine or a modular synth or whatever, when you like lock in and you're both in the same groove and you can kind of look at each other, like, fuck. You know, like you can't say it because you're in front of the crowd, but you both mentally translate the message like, "This sounds pretty fucking epic right now." You know what I mean? Like you're kind of locked in and dude, don't do that. That jam. Well, there's <laughs> that too. That. There's that like, uh, dude, that's annoying <laughs> as fuck. You Knock it off. <laughs> no, we don't. Too, we but... don't even speak anymore. So we just, yeah, just yeah. play basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got to the point yeah. where just like kind of. We know what we're doing. We've, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, we know what we're doing together. Um, just flows. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing of yeah. all the things we do on stage, I guess, back to back DJing. Still, yeah. Because yeah. it's like so so complicated sometimes because he's got his own tracks. I got my own tracks. It's I never. Like you, you want to as if you want to DJ, you want to have the like complete control of a thing. So totally, yeah. It's like um, I personally don't believe in like uh, spending so many hours on preparing a DJ set either. If you're doing two people, yeah. So we just go and play and end up uh, sometimes a bit drunk. Or something. But well, like, that just, this Depends is also, like, on good. the gig. Depends on the gig, I would say, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. What what it comes down to is when you're taking... When you're on your own, you can build this saga, whether it's an hour and a half set at a festival or 10 hours later. You kind of, like, it's all on you. 
But when you bring someone else in the picture, even if you guys play a lot of the same records, it's still not entirely eye to eye. So you have to accept no, that yeah. it's not just about you anymore. And then you're like, well, yeah, what yeah. is it about? For sure. Yeah. And then what it, what it is about is kind of the party. So exactly. I'm not a big back-to-back person, but when it does happen, it's about like that's the time when I'm like, you know what? I should take a step back, mix a drink, say hi to whoever's hanging out by the DJ booth. And just kind of, it's no longer about what I'm trying to project. It's about like what's making everybody have a good fucking time, you know. But that's not always easy, you know. What I no, mean? it's not. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And listen, some back to backs they don't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't see it so much these days, but I feel like four or five years ago there was this kind of thing with festivals and club nights where they would try to get people to play back to back. And what it comes down to is they would put on names that should be like two legendary names. And then you realize that it just cancels each other out. It doesn't really work. They don't jive. No. You know what I mean? No. 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 So, I mean, we, I think for us to, uh, it, it does work. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, but, it's just we kind of want to have uh actually to be honest it's probably because we got so used to being a duo you know we've been doing music together we've been playing together for so long that we kind of got to the point where we're like you know i kind of maybe this time i want to dj on my own or like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have something you got to get off your chest that you can't. Yeah, do I mean, as, it still uh, does work. Do like, uh, I can't. I'm not think. I can't. I'm trying to right now. You know, I'm trying to think of something that didn't work, but I can't really think of yeah, it. So but, it does. It does always but it does work. Happen. Yeah, yeah. It actually does always work. Together, we it does come off. It's just like um, sometimes, uh, you just there are tiny moments where you're just like, okay, maybe I want to go off in this other direction mm-hmm. yeah but generally i it doesn't I, I wouldn't put it under this uh back-to-back category you know True. i mean we we know each other we know what we're playing it, it does yeah, really it's work. not it's not really yeah. back-to-back yeah. yeah 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 i mean we we have a we really do have a chemistry so it does actually work i've, I've had the same thing though though it's like where you got like a, a drum part or a melody or something and you, you totally have a vision for it and some you know, the other guy takes it and goes somewhere completely different and the next thing you know, um it's a song and you're like, This is great, it's not where I would have taken it, but I'm I'm very happy with where it's at. Oh yeah. Right. You know, yeah, I mean that's that's times. part yeah, of the for sure. For sure. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of times where um like you'll lift it up or vice versa and it just takes it somewhere else. And that's great. You're like, fuck yeah, we can, we can actually take it in this direction mm. and it works. Yeah. And maybe I wouldn't have done that myself. Mm-hmm. You know, who's saying we'll play something else. And it's like, yeah, it's time. For, it is actually time for that. Sometimes, so, like for us, sometimes you need a little prod that it's a wake yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah. And for us, it's like, I mean, when we play together, it's, it's more unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Which can be a good thing and bad thing at the same time. So, 
But we deal with it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Until someone plays Vanga Boys, you know. Then all best are off. I would. I mean, nah. <laughs> Remember that time when you played Vanga Boys? I never played Bang Vanga Boys, but last New Year's <laughs> Eve, I actually played <laughs> King of My Castle from... Vamdu project, or, yeah, Vamdu. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a true story. This is a true story. Like last, like this New Year's Eve. I but it was New Year's Eve, like so. two weeks ago or a year yeah, ago. Just, uh, two just weeks ago, two weeks yeah. ago. And it was a bit funny because we were already on 133 BPM or something. So yeah, was, but that's what I was House playing was this from the vinyl at that point. I was that playing was that sick, from though. vinyl, so there was no like uh, keeping the. Yeah. pitch down the way, where it belongs so it's like it sounded a bit like Mickey Mouse was it that much it faster it didn't go though? down yeah I mean like oh. it was 120 it still worked there was, it still worked, worked there, there was yeah. some point in the 90s where house was pretty fucking fast actually like faster than what yeah. tech oh, yeah, is yeah. now like no, a lot of house records like, are like 133 exactly man like house know? used to have edge yeah like well that was yeah. why uh well, it, did the whole powerhouse thing it's like yeah house had an edge i remember i remember one night we were in detroit and we were like in a we were like in a wine place kind oh, yeah of. what's it called uh motor city uh, wine motor city, yeah, motor motor city, city wine, wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that place and it was like i think there was nobody inside, and there was some like it was Mike Huckabee's uh, brother, yeah, playing with a friend of his, and they were playing house music on 135 BPM or something, like yeah. killing it like crazy. Not many people, but like it was so good. Yeah. It's like, oh, this. And you're like, this, okay, this is a wine this bar. Is what I, like this is just crazy. It's like it just blew blew my mind basically. Well, here's the thing. I hope, I hope that kind of comes back in the sense. What I'm feeling with a lot lately is people get this idea, especially with techno. Okay, we're going out for the night, and we're gonna have this journey and this experience. It's gonna be deep and magical, and like Kazagreen and Dustin's on. They're gonna play eight hours, and at the end, there's gonna be this floaty ship up. But like, what it really should be is there should be some moments of the night where it's really challenging to you, where you're kind of like, I could maybe go home or go to the Kochak and get my choke because it's like either so intense or so subtle. Like, remember the the thing that made this music interesting is like how fucking intense or like challenging it could be. And that challenge isn't really there anymore. You know, it's like very safe. No matter how great it is, it's very safe. And I feel like most of the club nights, and I'm guilty of this too, going out and you just like playing it safe, but still great. But there should there should be some points like because you know when you listen to that, uh, go on YouTube and watch Apex Twins Field Day DJ video or whatever it's called. It's fucking bonkers, man. You know. Yeah, I don't think we ever play safe. No. So uh, you know. We do. We do. We play safe for the first. Well, let's say accessible. Yeah, first an hour, first like, hour play, or something. Like we do, we do. You, that hour's for you, this hour's for me sort of thing, right? For like, or, yeah, right. no, yeah. For, our, for our tastes and stuff, we do play safe and accessible for at least an hour. Yeah, I mean, I mean but it, this and is then, like basically DJing what it's all about. And like then first, we get into it. Sure. First, you have to convince the crowd that you can do whatever you want, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe we're stuck in this logic. Is it necessary? 
it's not necessary. Probably not, but this is my my. Well, think about it as a fan. When my you personal are. experience. Exactly. Well, first, yeah. you have to think win about the... it as a fan. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if it's a fan, then someone wants to hear the edgy, the good shit. Mm-hmm. What you really want to play? Till six a.m. for? Yeah, they want to like hear at that. Three a.m. Where you're like. I didn't really care for the set, but there was that 15 minutes where exactly. like, you're talking about it the next day. Exactly. They want to hear that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then I think the bulk of the people would be like, okay, that was cool. Yeah, well, that I mean, cool. I'm guilty of that too. Like, but oh, then it was it's like, like, we had this experience. You've got, it was great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever. Fuck, great. man. Oh, my like, God. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we do definitely fall into this thing. It, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, bro. it. It depends on the set length. Of course. If it's a two-hour yeah. set, if it's a two-hour set, yeah, we kind of yeah. go straight into it. But, but maybe that's where you should uh, go. Kill like, it. Fucking really push the buttons. Exactly. And then if it's a four-hour set, maybe we should just go straight into it and kill it anyway. <laughs> He's just saying straight kill it all the time. No, I just mean as in... It's just about killing, man. I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> By kill it. So, no, so no. aggressive. <laughs> I, I bully, I bully Hussein. No, I mean, oh by kill it. By kill it, I mean, just play the crazy shit that we do play, you know? But we, we get to the point where we're like, okay, you know, we've got like, we've got four or five hours First hour, let's take it easy, you know. Yeah, but you get on the boots. Um, you have to get used to it first. I feel a bit uncomfortable if I get on a on a boot that I don't know. Well, yeah, well, so maybe like, it's about you have to get, club you have to get used been. to it. Yeah. yeah, you have to get used to it. So there, the there, you, there you go. There you start with a safe thing. And at the end, you have to tell a story. Mm-hmm. It's like a big problem for all DJs, like not all DJs, but like loads of DJs. Uh, right now, like, I, I hear, I'm, I mean, I hear so many DJ sets where you don't hear any story. No, no, it's just like keeping the party going. Yeah. And honestly, like, if you go out in Berlin and you get fucking wasted, sometimes you're like, I don't care what the story is, just keep the party going. So yeah. in that mindset, it makes sense. But for everybody else that's not as crazy as you, there needs to be a story. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think we... We still believe in that. There should be a story. There needs to be some kind of something going. Could you pass me the vodka, Alex? Please? Oh, are you pointing towards the vodka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But I mean, there should be a story. Hmm. I'm super guilty of like, let's no, let's go out and have this night, and like, we're gonna have this eight-hour journey of like crazy shit. I'm like. But also, that's kind of a safe zone. We're just like, yeah, we had a good time and we knew what we were getting. But I want to go out and be like, where I'm pushing my limits. Where I'm like, this kind of fucking sucks. But at the same time, the next day, you're like, you know what? No, that was pretty amazing. Like, this is what I need to incorporate in my life a little bit more. Hmm. Agree or disagree? Or are you pondering that? Currently pondering. I see some pondering <laughs> going on. But you know what I'm saying? Like... I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, that's what a lot of the, the best music came down to. Is it was like shit that was like kind of not playing the safe zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Apex Twin, we talked about him earlier. He did Didgeridoo. They're like, uh, Didgeridoo came up 
This was Man. a song that's intense. And they're like, we need you to make a song that you can play at the end of the night so people will leave the beach because they were doing these parties or like not the beach, but like even in the woods too. Yeah. When the sun came up, they're like, make a song so scary and intense that they'll leave. So he made Didgeridoo. Next thing you know, they're fucking staying around because it's, it's Apex Twin and it's great. But that was the whole premise of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's mm. like, let's push them to the limits. But then you leave it up to them and they go fucking nuts for it. I, I think nothing... I mean, the best stuff is not in the safe zone. You can't of be in course, the safe yeah. zone. You can't be in the safe zone. Sure. But at the same time, I was talking about this smooth iPhone. I don't know if it was in the erased uh, take or this take. Let's assume, okay, so he's in the smooth iPhones. Yeah, the smooth <laughs> iPhone. It's like everything's becoming like that. It's like making me crazy. It's like. But it's annoying as fuck when the iPhone is sluggish. Yeah, but right? we're not talking about iPhone, man. <laughs> you <laughs> brought it up. <laughs> Speaking so, of iPhones, should we get into some questions from the internet? Oh, yeah, yeah. It can't be just one question, please. No, there's at least four. Great. Um, yeah. What do you prefer? Not performer. Is there any? Is there any private question to me? No. Ah, but I'll forward them to. <laughs> what do promoters always forget to consider when you're playing live? Oh, I don't know. You have There's to ask the promoters. There, man. What no, promoters no, no. But like consider? for you, like what, what do they forget to consider when you're playing live? When you rock up and you're like, "I'm here to do my thing." And they don't provide for you. Like, what? What's that pet peeve? Fucking space. Yeah, that's the, that's the truth, though. Like, you need space. You're not I meant need to be in the corner. Fucking space. It's like they don't. They don't really care Always, about. Man, like, uh. it's like I need some air. Totally. Well, not only not only air, but you need to be able to set. Some I need shit like down. a palm tree, yeah. you know. And it's like. It's like sometimes difficult to. It's like I remember playing a set once, like I wanted to light a cigarette, mm-hmm. and I tried three different lighters, and they did not work because there is no oxygen. In you the need room. a better agent. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, <What? I'm> just... <laughs> you need a better agent. No, no, seriously, like, there was no oxygen in the room, so there was no oxygen enough to light a cigarette. Yeah. That happens, especially when you're playing in a basement for kids that want to fucking rock. Yeah, that was a basement, yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, I, I, can't, I can't say really there is, like, there's some, like, they're, they're mostly fine. I mean, like promoters, well, like, there's I always, think... everything is, we don't want self-cooked food. Yeah, well, there's that. Here's the deal. I can complain. I always got something to complain about. When I, you know, I don't do live so much anymore, but back in the day, I played live more than I DJed. And here's the deal. Like Alex said, you need space. Like, one of the last, that's not true, I did a live tour, but when I still lived in the States, one of the last tours I did, I actually played behind the speaker stack. Like, there was no... The DJ, the opening, look, mind you, this was a regional thing at the time. So I was like the regional headliner, but the hmm. local DJ was in the middle between the speakers and blah, blah, blah. But I was hidden behind the speakers doing my whole live thing. And like, listen, it's a nice pour, man. I respect that. So, uh, 
I don't give a shit that people couldn't see me. I gave a shit that I couldn't see the people. Like, I don't know if, if this is working or not, this uh-huh. song. You know what I'm saying? And bottom line, it wasn't a good gig, whatever. But you need that space and you need to be able to be in the front, especially if you're the headliner in your live set. Like, put the DJ off to the side who gives a shit what happens before and after that. Well, that's rude. That's People, you should give a shit. But you know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> the main event, like, that's the emphasis. And, uh... The other part is having enough power outlets, you know, like, oh, especially yeah. if you're not just a guy with a laptop and a mouse, nothing against that. But like, if you're a person that has, let's say four outlets, you know, four pieces of gear, laptops or whatever, like you need to be able to plug that shit in because there's nothing more uncool than when the DJ is getting done, whether it's Bob from down the street or Ben Clark or whatever, there's nothing cooler Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for coming over and sticking out for this. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. There's nothing more uncool than coming over to the DJ booth, you know, when it's kind of that change up and you see like three guys in the booth switching out cables while the other guy's like ending his last record, putting his fingers up in the air, acting like it's his best moment ever. And then there's the guy that's coming up next to like, ah, man, I just want this shit to sound right you know what i mean like that's yeah. a yeah, 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 weird yeah. it's yeah. an awkward moment and um so you need to have the outlets so they can plug in ahead of time that's right and enough space and then i think the rest of it's kind of up I to think, the talent i think my problem is uh, the technicians who did not read the tech writers before mm. we arrived to the subject this is like the worst part basically. yeah happens a lot happens a lot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and, i mean like we have a like really specific. We need like a yeah, not 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 so a, demanding, you know. Like it's we not have demanding a, at all, a, you know. Yeah, a specific amount of space, mm-hmm. and then turn up and it's like there's there's no space. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, why are we doing this then? I mean, you if know? you're a promoter listening to the show, there's there's two rules I would follow. One, follow the technical writer because that's the key. totally two. Um. Second or uh, secondary should be the artist writer. I mean, it sucks when you don't get what you want. But here's the deal: like when I post shit in my technical writer, whether it's I'm DJing or playing live, it's because I want to play a good show. Like it's at this yeah. point, like I'm in I'm in a headliner phase now, where it's like people are coming out and they want to see you do what you do. Now, if you're a DJ that plays on three decks and you only get two, it's like, well, I'm playing on yeah, two thirds of yeah, the piano. That's like, yeah. you know that's what I'm my saying? thing. I need if to you do that. guys are playing, you're doing your live thing or even DJing, you want your full capacity. Yeah. Like, for example, when I was growing up, I'd have like Claude Young and Ben Sims. Like, these are the kind of guys that were like, ooh, you know, they do crazy shit, but they required three decks and a specific mixer and whatnot. Now, if you're going to pay whatever it is for these guys to come, which is a lot of money, um, you want to see them do the best possible show that they could do, right? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. would you pay all that money, blah, 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 and then be like, and well... fuck it up at the last minute. Fuck it up because you didn't <laughs> get the mixer or the turntables or something. It's yeah. ridiculous. But at the same it time, is, yeah. these guys that come yeah. up are like, oh, I want some Coke, want some Coke. Like, I don't do Coke. I don't, I don't give a care, shit. If man. that's what you're into, fine. But like, I just want to do my job. Why basically. the fuck isn't there a turntable? Third turntable here. I'm Did trying to make you talk your about Ibizos. I know. No, nah, let's not talk okay. about Ibiza. We well, don't. I yeah. don't talk about Ibiza on this show because <laughs> we don't need to talk yeah. about Ibiza. I have a love hate relationship. Anyway, just from the mention, everyone gets it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So what's the next question? Well, it's a two-parter, and this is something that deserves definite mention. Um, how do you just also describe how your live sets with Tin Man work? But we never talked about your collaborations with Tin Man. Oh, yeah, true. We talked about it in the erased take. Did we? Yeah, a no, bit. we didn't. We didn't. No, we, we didn't, didn't at we all. Didn't? Oh no, we didn't at we all. Did. True. In, in between, I was like, we should. What a race I was, take! I was what thinking about. Take? I was what are you talking about? about? I was thinking about. Yeah, because yeah. that was that was why I started with China. That I was in China because this is where we met. Oh, you met Tin Man in China. Exactly. But you're both from Vienna. We're both from Vienna, but we got well, that he's job. No, no, he's, he's not from Vienna. Vienna. He's from North California. But he lives in Vienna for ages. Yeah, so he's kind of Viennese. So um, we used to live in the same same flat. No shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. For three months, uh, another friend of us. So we got we got this amazing flat and loads of money to spend because like the Chinese currency was so low. Mm-hmm. So what we got was like crazy. So this money. was in China where you lived. That together. was in China in Shanghai. Yeah, that's fucking bizarre. Yeah, like, yeah. We were working world. for Expo, <laughs> okay. the World Fair. So we were living in the same flat and he was doing his Nonio stuff back then and we were just yeah. working on the first prologue EP. Yeah, that was before Nonio okay. thing. Yeah. yeah. And before our prologue thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So it was like So we got we became friends and like then then we started to do this collaboration, the whole thing, mm-hmm. basically. And our life set works like he's got one three oh three one um what's it called? He's got one three oh three one clone. One clone, yeah. Exactly. One of those, yeah. And yeah. um and uh and, and a delay. Some, some some effect pe- like effect pedals. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like a delay or delay yeah. and something it's got like a multi I mean we pedal. we're yeah. always changing stuff, but that's basically Yeah. And so we have our regular setup. He's doing the assets. Basically. Yeah, I, mean, I do some extra riffs or hooks like what what I do like some lines with two or three or more like kind of percussive me me just me just on the me just on the stuff um, like electron he's in the drums I'm doing the um I'm doing some synth lines and all that stuff some effects sometimes like um, uh, sound processing his lines. He loves, especially when I put his three or three through my ring modulator. Understandably he so. He loves well, it. Yeah, 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 he loves it. <laughs> and he's in he's in his uh, acid lines with some, <laughs> but like sometimes really. Can we have a bit of serious moments here? I'm really I'm really struggling here. Your mic is dead. <laughs> So this is how no. we do this is how we do the live sets with Tin Man. And it's always super fun. Basically, summary. Tin Man fun loves time. it. Fun time. Yeah. When Hussein <laughs> <laughs> puts processes processes his analog four through Tin Man's <laughs> Christ right now. Sorry, you you brought me here. You brought me here. What am I supposed to do? So, next question, please. Acid. 
but okay, so you guys met in China, ended up in Vienna, and that's how you started working on records later. You're like, by the way, we're doing this techno thing. You should get on this shit, or what's up? No, we were we were like we had like crazy life there for three months, basically. Yeah. So we were like getting, we got out, we were playing like for Expo, um, Austrian Pavilion, some like live actors on the mm-hmm. stage. Uh, we got like loads of money because like, um, we got like some. Two and a half gram netto or something, which we could buy like like seven thousand here or something. So we were like going to the tailors, we we're going to massage. They were living it up. They were having a high life so, in Shanghai. So crazy, so crazy. So we we bought some like just for the three months. We bought some uh, monitors yeah. for home. I hope good ones. Yeah. yeah. So like um, then we were just making music basically. So we had to work. Each of us had to work two days, and then yeah. we had four days off. Mm-hmm. And it was like just making music all the time. So I was showing him what I was doing. He was showing me what he was doing. So it was it started off it started off like that basically. It's great because yeah. he does the acid thing, but it's on the melodic side. And honestly, yeah, but he's got a super good attitude towards techno. Totally, but yeah. at the same time, like, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, some people that yes. don't have own the actual three or three or at least a plug-in, you're cut off. <laughs> like, uh, cut, cut his mic off. Cut it, his mic it's, off. It's really hard to. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard to program the three hundred three. Actually, but like, he's, he's a master. Of it. No, no, but that's what I'm he saying. Is the he is very he's good like, at it. Yeah, he's so like you good listen at to something you're like, okay, this isn't a generic Jack tracks Chicago cut or whatever. But like, you realize, no, like, this like, is a melodic fucking ordeal. He's, yeah, he, it's so interesting. Like, he's he such a master. Is but so is this like he dials it in or is this 303 modded? No, no it's not modded. Just no, normal no, no. 303, man. Cool. It's like I super, it. he's super fast and, you and know, like, exactly. again with, again yeah. with uh, Johannes, we have, we've had a bunch of sessions. It's always everything we've, not everything, but the last two thing two releases or three like it's been us all together like yeah. he fucking he's just there the infrastructure yeah. is awesome man. that was yeah that was all of us yeah. together in the yeah, studio yeah, yeah totally that yeah. was here in berlin and he was just messing That's around came up with some killer line and then we'd just make it into a track you know totally you know it used he to be does have a real talent of coming up with Killer hooks. You can feel all those emotions, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely guy, man. <laughs> Just acid, man. Just acid. Acid, yeah. Lovely acid. I wonder how I'm gonna edit. Yeah, this lovely acid. You're that's not, like you're not gonna a be good... able to edit. This man, at all. that's a new. That's job. your problem, not mine. Guys, that's guys, definitely guys, our guys. problem. This, this definitely. Come on, apologies. guys. Come on. <laughs> Listen. That's new genre. <laughs> Everyone quiet. Oh, man, he's so wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely acid. Next question. Next question. Dude, you said it, not me. Next What's question. your cheapest or worst piece Lovely of gear acid. that always gives good results? What's the what? Cheapest or worst, you know, worthless oh. piece of shit of gear where you're like, dude, this does the job every time. Well, let me think about it. The fucking it. ring modulator. What? what the what, thing that's not... fallen apart completely, but it's still... Essential. You mean the old one that I you have? Want to say that the on one the that's still there, it's falling apart. Yeah. Oh, the the 
electronic yeah. harmonics. Harmonics. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the it's called what's it? Frequency analyzer. But yeah. It's it's a ring modulator basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is that. That would be it probably. Man, yeah. ring modulators are great. Yeah. Man. Following up. I mean, ring modulator since Stockholm. I can't think of anything else. No, Old like, pieces of gear that, yeah. Uh, this is not contrived, by the way. I got this Korg microcontrol, which is like hmm. just a knobs MIDI controller from 2007 or 8 or whatever. Yeah. Piece of shit that you buy for like 125 bucks or whatever. But honestly, like, obviously it's, it's still around. It's in good condition. And it's what I need to get the job done. Hmm. Um, also, I have a Boss VX controller. Or not, it's not a fucking it's a mixer but here's the deal like that's what a lot of the old mm-hmm. swedish techno records were made on like the classic hmm. fucking legendary records because it has this overdrive function that like the i think the mackie mixers if you hit the overdrive it gives hmm. it the distortion that's that deal anyway that's the the gist of the the cheapo shit who asked this question it's a good question it says someone because it's from the web like i'm a website there's hey, an anonymous option so oh okay um, <laughs> <it's the lucky. laughs> that guy is gone, man. <laughs> Next question. Just it, well, like the effect. last episode, it was just like nonstop. Actually, I didn't plan it all. We just partied all weekend, and then I tried to come up with the show. So thank God for the questions. Um, <laughs> he's tripping out. <laughs> uh, next question is more like a paragraph. I've been producing for a few years and I find it really frustrating. The stuff I make is just not good enough. I normally feel like I just don't have the magic and that no matter how hard I try, it will just com- never completely click. How common, is it, how common is it for successful producers when they're learning the ropes to think that they're never going to make anything that doesn't completely suck? And is it common for that discouraging feeling to feel like it lasts a long time? Like the years. Okay, maybe I should uh, reply to that. I, um, it's like, Shane's going first. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, first of all, I personally myself think everything I do sucks. Yeah, man, totally. Yeah. That's natural. It's a natural thing, yeah. It's a natural thing, and... Um, what was the question? Sorry, just like just, uh, just like how do you how do you um, handle like dealing with a track that sucks or an idea that sucks or never making just, that song? I like, think I think just like let it go, start a new one, and just do and do and do. Basically, I agree on that. Yeah, just keep I agree. fucking making shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just yeah. keep going on that. Like don't get, don't get stuck up. Yeah, like, like I see I see a little point there, like that. Um, that that maybe the problem is there, like how he asked the question is like, how about the a successful producer? It's like maybe successful is not what is successful. Yeah, what is basically? success? Yeah, nothing. We're not successful. Like nobody is. Like yeah. How do you how do you define successful? Of course, yeah, everyone so, defines it in their own way. Yeah, it's, it's just about like just being. Um, With like you make you make you make hundreds of tracks and like few of them are just like somehow convincing yourself like satisfying yourself basically and this is all about it 
Um, totally. You just you just have to you just have to keep going. I mean, I I don't want to like. Um, oh no, you can you can. Just, I don't want to hijack your vibe. No, no. But what I'm saying not, is, is like. <laughs> no, you are wrong. It, yeah. uh, you no, are wrong. wrong? And no, I don't think I'm why. wrong. No, 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 here's the deal. But like, uh, uh, Hard Wax, it's this record website that people respect, whatever, you know, that's the thing. Uh, uh, so, okay, so he's the guy that like uh, buys all the shit for the shop or supposedly whatever. But I read in an interview somewhere, I don't remember with who, but they said like uh, they were trying to distribute through Hard Wax. And he said, listen, here's the deal. Make a hundred hours worth of music and then pick the records that count. I don't remember if it was like Shed or Marcel Detman or something, but he was he was just like the listen, make a hundred hours of music and obviously something great should happen. If not, I'm assuming maybe you should pack up shop. I don't know. But like let's say that it does, pick the fucking music that counts and then go for it. And that's why like a lot of those older records really worked out. Hmm. You know? And um I think it comes down to that now. Actually, I forgot what we were talking about. Well, it I'm comes just... back to also we have too much choice. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean... I would say, like, first of all, patience is the most important thing. Yeah, and not focusing Tough. not focusing on the end goal. Yeah. There's so many it's people like, that are just so like, many people I need about, to release, like, making I need to play. It big. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so many people it's like, just make the fucking music dude, like, dude, just like, do don't you worry want, about anything like, else you know so many people like do you want to make music yeah do you feel yeah. like it well yeah. you, you know what some do it. people maybe today you're starting as a dj five years from now you might be a fucking amazing agent or club owner hmm. like it starts somewhere you know what i'm saying maybe your end story isn't being you know, in the resident advisor top DJ poll. Maybe it's like you're the new fucking Bergheim or Chazor mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Motor in Detroit. Like all these legendary clubs. Maybe that's your legacy, but maybe it's not being a DJ. But yeah. maybe it is. Maybe you're the next fucking awesome badass. Who knows? But hmm. I don't know. All I want to say is like to, the, to that person who asked this question is like what you think is correct. Like when you think that the stuff you make sucks, this is already a good thing. Like I would be true. That's a, a good way point. of the person who thinks that who just does some stuff and thinks it's great all the time. Like I would be, hey, hold on for a second. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to add to like, that exactly what Hussein's saying. It's like you need to be ready to let go of your baby. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, totally. Just. Don't get too attached to what you're making. Like, yeah, just do and do and just do. Just let go. You, if you if you if you have doubts about yourself, you're already on a good path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was the same thing when I had um, Per Grinvik and yeah, man. Peter Menefeld. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're really we're getting somewhere deep right now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this chip like piece of chips that I'm holding for half an okay. hour. Okay, listen, your mic man. Off. No one's paying for this show. They're gonna get what they get. What do you guys got coming up for 2018, like, in the first six months? Well, oh, so much. There's tons of shit. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we have a, 
We have a okay. So it's, yeah, yeah. Arcing C six will be by Rue. We talked about it already, I guess. Did we? <laughs> did we? We did when I was in the bathroom for sure. Oh and yeah, 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 for sure. You must have mentioned Arcing C Arcing C six will be Rue. No, so Arcing C six seven will be an amazing uh, collaboration with three different people. Amazing. Awesome. Oh, we that's right. But we, we can't, can't say we the can't names. Talk. We can't say the names yeah. yet. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. No, like, like five was from Hussein. Yeah. Six mm-hmm. will be soon for me. Yeah, and uh, seven will be the a really but interesting is it, collaboration. Is it super original cool shit. Ten, or is super it cool shit that we can't talk stuff. about. It's Sorry? a collaborating with the artists we appreciate and we love and we uh, we feel connected to. Um, who are not you know there's just three <laughs> no like three three people it's, it's like a <laughs> there's only three why, why is it always like that like I'm trying to explain something serious you guys are just like losing your shit <laughs> there's only three is <laughs> that like three really cool people I made a like I'm gonna work on my Magna Pia solo project more and same with Alex. Yeah. Some some releases will come up. Yeah. I made a piano album. Why are you still giggling, guys? Come on. I don't, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I was, we've both got, yeah, basically we both got a bunch of solo stuff coming up. Yeah, it's going to be great here. It's going to be great here. I think yeah. um, my next thing is uh, on Fever AM. Fever AM, which is the label I run with Maura Elian. That's right. Who is his girlfriend? Shout outs. (laughs) Shout outs to my girlfriend. We both have a bunch of stuff coming out. Yeah. We're not the best at doing the whole promo. They can do the Google thing, right? Mm Hmm. Hey, there's Google this thing. Google Grants, you would hey, up with the Hey, no, source. no. There's this thing called Yahoo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Search it. You'll find out what you Does need. Does anyone even use Yahoo anymore? That's a good question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many people. But but that's the thing. Like, Who? you hear about weird people. Like, listen, if we if we ended up with the club and you're like, well, I, I changed. I decided... I'm not into the sex that I was in before. I'm going to go for now I'm gay or now I'm straight or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, okay, that's weird. But like, that is less weird than hearing somebody that says, well, I'm searching Yahoo now. <laughs> I'm not even, you know, that's the fucking truth. Like, if that's you went out to a true. party, you'd be like, be like, if you'd be like, well, I'm totally into sucking like 20 dicks now, I'd be like, okay. And like, but I also search Yahoo. You'd be like, you fucking search Yahoo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you would, even, you would disregard everything like, that you knew. Fuck, get me away from this fucking pervert who searches, searches Yahoo. Yahoo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Yahoo. You got a Cast Green record coming out. There are some solo records coming out. Let's talk about me for a minute here. Mm-hmm. I got a record coming out with Just Joel Mole. Unparable. Cool. It's called Way of the Wild. It's deeper. I hope you like it. Uh, I got my own solo coming out. I don't know if I noticed if I uh, announced that yet, but look out for that. 
what about podcasts besides this one? Because this will end your career, what you're doing right now. But what about like DJ guys? Um, we enjoyed, you know, doing this music thing for a while, but you know, we can say bye bye now. <laughs> we're we're gonna have some podcasts. This yeah. is the only podcast yeah. where you can come on as a guest and leave with a divorce. Fact. <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I it's, like it's good. It's good. But it's so good, yeah. there, there's shit coming up approximately in this like region of time. But for for serious now, for about two minutes. Yeah. Not even. Is there anything coming up in the first in the next couple months that we should mention? Because this is coming the end of February. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have a solo thing. As Rue on Fever AM. It's spelled R H Y W. R H R H Y W. Rue on Fever AM. Um, Is this girlfriend more? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one thing. And then uh, got, the next Arcing uh, Seas is also by me as Rue. That'll come out, I guess, in late Feb, probably March, actually. And the next I there can will see be is... there will be F uh mix. Cool. Well, uh, we got a bunch of stuff. We got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you guys are always yeah. up to something. Yeah, so good at promo. If they should hit the Google or the Facebook search, it's like what Yahoo. Yahoo. Arkansas, whatever, Bing. Arkansas.ca is our. Do you have a nah. actual? Do you nah. have a real website? Nah, used Not to. Really. Yeah. Okay. Rue, you know, now it's just Yahoo. Ed Magnapia is the solo <laughs> projects. Uh, definitely check these guys out. And I'm gonna give one record of Magnapia on Arkansas Five. If someone comes up with what anagram that could be. You heard it here first, uh, but it's only one. Just one record. First, Magnapia is an anagram, and if someone comes up with what it is, the first one will get an Arkansas 5 record. Okay. Final. But has to come to my place and pick it up himself. So. Oh, wow. So you get complicated. Super, yeah, it's complicated as fuck. You should spend the five bucks to send it over. All right, I'll send I'll it over. That's right. I, I made that shit Whatever. happen for you just I now. hate, I fucking hate to go to the post office, man. Dude, you drop my you whole life. At my house, I'll send that shit out. I'm sending shit out weekly for Discogs. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that, you're good, man. I, I hate going to post office. Yeah. Man, the yeah. place I moved to now, there's a post office across the road. I fucking yeah. love it. I got a girl mm. over here. Um, you know, we get along well. She is from, I want to say Iraq or something like that. Um, anyway, <laughs> did I already cross my boundaries here? Oh, I know she's cool as fuck and she speaks English and I'm just, she's just like, yeah, you're here. Okay, cool. You don't want the tracking number. Fine. And it's the done deal. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Listen, here's the deal. <laughs> what? Where was that going? I don't know. I'm waiting for the end of the story. She's cool. I will deliver all my mail there, period. Great story, I hope bro. you guys had a good time. Did you guys have a fun time being on the show? Oh, we had a really fun time. I, I loved it. Going, I loved but really, it, it's like It's we been might... enough hours now. and Yeah. We're getting out there. Yeah. You know, there's the fucking... It's just a spiral. 
We can keep going. You could. Forever. <laughs> and ever. <laughs> and ever. It wouldn't be good for your career, and but it would be entertaining. And ever. And ever. His mic is dead. I hope you guys have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Have Thank a good night. Thank you for having us. Yep. Good night. I hope you come good back. Night. Bye-bye.